stumbled across the Honest Pod with Carrie Garcia and Shara House, where our hope is to create a safe space to share stories that foster healing, hope, and the honesty needed to live free and fully alive. And now for this week's episode of the Honest Pod. Every time I hear that song, I am like lit up. Tanya Godsey is... I know. I was just about to say that, actually. I'm like, this song, every time you're just like... She's so good I am coming back to life. I'm doing it right now on The Honest Pod. Her entire album, actually, are full of like anthems for just life. Yeah. Living a good life. We should have her on the podcast. (gasps) Ah, that's it. Idea. Bing. There it is. Hey, guys. We're super glad that you're back. This is episode... When do you stop actually naming the numbers of episodes? Because I don't... 625 part two. Wouldn't that be awesome if we actually had that many episodes? That's right. Goals. That would be a lot of episodes. Anyway, I'm so glad to be back with you guys this week. This this has just been such an enjoyable thing for us to get to do and hang out with you. Your response has been amazing. The support has been amazing. Keep sharing. I don't know. Sharing, liking, subscribing, swipe up, subscribe, (laughs) subscribe. No, it really does help us out. So thank you guys so much for your support and everything. And we want to hear from you and um, the things that you want to hear. So you can always follow Shara House on Instagram or me, Carrie Scott Garcia on Instagram. And you can, we're pretty good to be about in our DMs and all (laughs) that. So if you have a thought that you want to talk about, we'd love to hear that. But today, um, we're here to talk about a few things. Well, we're here. But what's interesting yes. is we're not here because you've had some major changes happening. Yes. Yeah, some stuff we've kept well, can under we wraps. Can we talk about that? Is from, that fine? Now, the 11 listeners, if you follow me, then you know there's 11 of you out there. It's all I can handle. But to the Honest Pod tribe, might not know, but we've kind of kept it under wraps. But my husband and I did move to Illinois from You California. heard that right, folks. Illinois. That's right. It's not Illinois. As my kids like to say, um, we live in Illinois now. And everyone was like, you know, are you excited about going? And, and honestly, I, did you guys get that? Honestly, honestly, I was, I am really excited being here. I'm really excited being a part of what's happening in the church there. And there's a lot of story and we'll go into some of that today. But the biggest fear I had was how cold it's going to be. Now, it's nice right now. Yeah, well, there needs to be a little context behind this because you're like, oh, it's going to be cold. Of course it's going to be cold. It's Illinois, you know what I mean? But Carrie doesn't do cold. Like well, when I, I say don't do don't, weather. Yeah, if it's not like 70s even pushing it, she's still cold. She's got like a light jacket on. 80s Always. comfortable. But anything below 70, she's got three jackets on, Mm -hmm. a beanie, slippers. Of course. Like, I remember what trip did we go on? And it was supposed to be, I think, like 65 degrees. Washington, D.C. No, No. it was Ohio. I was in Washington, D.C. And I was like, what do I need to pack? And you're like, like four pairs of socks. You're going to be wearing all four pairs. You need leggings. You need things for under your leggings, your jeans. You need three jackets. You're going to layer them. Get a scarf that is a blanket size scarf and beanies. I got there. I was sweating, dude. <laughs> I made you get fleece line tights. <laughs> and I was expecting like, oof, man, this is going to be chilly. It was the last day, but you and cold. And you know what? You were prepared. You're welcome. 
I don't do, I don't even like when like the air conditioning is actually the air's blowing on me because I'm like, oh, that's a so cold. It's a chilly. Yeah, I don't like it. So I like, but I also don't like to be hot. So you guys, <laughs> here's the problem. That's why California was so good for me because there's no weather. Yeah. And if there's a little bit of weather, then you just, you know, have air conditioning or whatever. And here it's not like that. Like it's, it's hot. Like you're getting snow. And then I'm getting snow. You're it, living in a fridge. I'm very excited for the two months when it turns fall. Oh. Because I do love a good fall outfit. Well, even based off the pictures you sent me, the idea of like the leaves changing right. and on the ground, like that's a whole movie scene. Right so there. that'll be good. So I'll be good for two months. <laughs> hey, I'll <laughs> take those on. But really, I am cold. Even when I go on a plane, I mean, I have so many. I have a picture of her on the plane. <laughs> I wish I could that. show. I know. I wish I could show you guys. But she literally has the scarf like wrapped around <laughs> her head and then like around her mouth and then has like a blanket on and then a neck pillow. Mm -hmm. to, like, and I had an eye, eye coverage. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who's ordeal. with me? Where's my cold peeps? Okay, where's the people out there that are like, hey, everything you're saying right now, Shara, is absolute facts because the cold is no bueno. So anyway, I am excited about being here. I am excited about what God is doing here. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today is I, I thought I would fill you in and, and I would love for Shara to speak into this too, of what it was like moving into the decision to actually uproot my family. And I think for many of us in the season that we've been in, gosh, since whenever COVID even started, but there's been a lot of transitions and decisions and disruption. And how do you even go about making really big decisions when your life feels like uprooted? Yeah. And I also think it's interesting and uh, important to know that it wasn't like you guys were considering moving and Illinois just happened. No. You guys were set. Orange County, this is where we are. We, we're going to find a house here. This was something that was a complete change in direction. Mm -hmm. Totally. Right, right. And came about from really like hard closed doors. So we were actually homeless mm -hmm. for five months. And I mean, we weren't living under a bridge, but I mean, I've been there. But that wasn't this season. But this season was you know, staying on people's couches and being with my in-laws and just being so displaced mm -hmm. and um, really wondering like what, what God is doing. And we went on a road trip for 30 days and ministered to a bunch of churches in the middle of COVID in the middle of the summer and went to several churches and, and ministered and, and offered help, um, like kind of what we do with Freedom Academy, but did that in a one day program um, to just help them learn how to have language about holding space for people's hearts and how do you minister to people when they're hurting and ask questions that's going to help. I mean, everyone is just experiencing loss and we're still, you know, feeling the residual mm -hmm. of all of that kids displaced in school and, and all of this. And so after that trip, we came home thinking, you know, God was going to then get us a house because mm -hmm. We were like, oh, that's why we didn't get a house. You know, we're always, I think, as believers, we're always trying to figure out God's plan, right? Like, um, okay, God's, if I obey God here, then he's going to do something here. And surely there's such a narrative, I think, 
especially with American Christianity, that um, it's all going to work out. Like mm-hmm. everything's going to be good. Well, I think the working out is it's going to work out in my favor in the way I want it to. Right. I think that's important because that's very true. Like if I obey you here and kind of sacrifice a little bit here, then in turn, you're going to reward me with this idea of what I want. Right. Right. And yes, exactly. Exactly. And so, I, and I think that's just, I don't, that's just not guaranteed in the Bible. I, I believe that God is with you in the midst of tremendous pain. He's with you in the midst of tremendous loss, but it was never guaranteed that, you know, it goes really well, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, but coming back from that road trip, I was expectant. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh man, we're going to get a house. Um, we were staying with a friend still on a couch. Um, and we had two weeks set aside. We're going to go look at homes. And, and in the midst of that time, kind of another wave, if you guys remember another wave of kind of that quarantine happened and we really found ourselves like not being able to look at homes and the price is just outrageous. Just wondering like, what are you doing, God? And yeah. honestly getting a little angry, mm-hmm. uh, maybe a lot angry. If I can name that, I was, you know, we just served you for a month. Mm-hmm. You know, I've served you my whole life. Like, get me a home. Mm-hmm. I don't even care if it's like a, a two bedroom, one bath at this point. Mm-hmm. I just want a roof over my head. And um, it just wasn't happening. And and yet there was kind of this stirring to, to something more that God was doing. Mm-hmm. And I, that's kind of what I want to talk about today is really what was, what is God doing in the midst of big decisions and how do we, how do we seek God's guidance and goodness in the midst of, of just really hard times? And, um, and so I, you know, I'll, I'll give you this example because I think this is really um, honest and important. But I remember laying in my bed and, um, and it wasn't by my bed. I mean, it was my friend's bed because mm-hmm. we're staying in their home. And God um, just wakes me up really early in the morning, which we know is Jesus because a homegirl doesn't like weather and she doesn't like early morning. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm your girl in the middle of the day. In like 70 degree weather. I'm, that's me. It's, mm-hmm. you know, I'm easygoing mm-hmm. between 12 and four. You are actually sunny in 75. Like <laughs> as long as there's sun and it's 75 degrees. That's right. Good. And it's between noon and five. There you go. <laughs> um, so I remember laying there and I felt God's presence and I, I heard his voice speak to my spirit. Come, come away, come read, come spend time with me. And I just called out and said, Honestly, like I don't even know what to read. I don't mm-hmm. know what to pray anymore. I've been praying for months now. There's no home in sight. I, you know, it wasn't that I lost hope, but I just, I didn't even know what to do anymore. I kind of was throwing my hands up. And I heard him speak to my heart and say, um, just start at the beginning. And reluctantly, I got up and I went and sat on the couch and and I really took it very literally. And I started at the beginning. I opened the Bible to Genesis 1-1. And I began to read something that I have read my whole life. Um, and I've known my whole life, you know, mm-hmm. in the beginning, mm-hmm. God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and void. And the Spirit of God hovered over the earth. And I just began to read those two verses. And in fact, I tried to read chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, because I'm a good achiever. And Mm -hmm. yet God kept bringing me back to the beginning. And what I noticed what was happening, I think this is so true when we are struggling to find guidance in our lives and to be able to know like, God, are you with us? What's the plan? Where are you? That when he calls to you and when he's 
you know, really trying to establish your steps, often it is going first to a place of faith. Faith is always going to help us remember. Faith Mm -hmm. is a place of remembering what he has done, remembering um, these altars of remembrances that so many of the prophets would do. Whenever God spoke, they they would make an altar of remembrance to remember. I mean, we even look at communion. Communion sets our heart to remember what he has done. I was lacking faith. Mm. And it wasn't because I wanted to. It wasn't because I was bad. It wasn't because I was, you know, a bad Christian. That's such nonsense. It was that in my human abilities, I didn't have enough faith. I needed supernatural Mm. faith. And so in that moment, God was bringing me back to the beginning to begin to speak in my heart this sense of, in the beginning, Carrie, I created, and what did I begin with? Formless and void. Mm. Man, it was like those words just popped up off of the the page. Have you ever been in a place where you felt formless and void, where you felt like, I, I don't even know the path in front of me. It all feels lost. It all seems out of control, and, and I'm void of any kind of grounding, and that's just truly where I was. And he began to speak to my heart this is the kind of materials I use, formless and void, to create. It's it's where I'm present. And, and the next word that popped out to me was that he was hovering. Mm. And I just loved being able to, to read, like, in the midst of formless and void, as God is beginning to create, he's hovering. And mm. I just had this idea of like a mother, you know, hovering over her children or like, you know, the helicopter moms, like mm-hmm. everywhere they go, there, there they are. And, and, and it just felt like in that moment, you know, there was no answers. There was no house in that moment because that's not what the time was mm-hmm. for. The time was for in that moment to remember, mm-hmm. to remember that he has me, to remember of what he's done so many times in my life and to sit and be held mm-hmm. in the midst of the formless and void, mm-hmm. not to get it off, not Mm -hmm. to pretend it's not there, not to say, okay, God, just take it. No, he's like, let's acknowledge that you are in a state of formless and void. Mm -hmm. And what does God do in the midst of formless and void? He hovers and he creates. Mm. And it was like, oh, yeah, I don't know. So for me, that like faith was just a huge part of that. I think it's interesting, the timing of it as well, just because before you even went on your road trip, like we said, this was not a, a thought in your brain at all. But I feel like if this information was given to you or this um, stirring earlier, he, there would have been a major fight with it. Sure. I think that there's something about being at the place that you were when you came back and you weren't finding a home where you had that, like, I have nothing. I don't have fight in me. I don't have faith in me. I don't have anything. And that's where he's like, okay, well, let me start to plant what I have planned for you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and I think, like, you know, we've moved every five years and and I remember praying in that moment, actually, with Mario, my husband, and he kind of came out and I was talking to him and we began to pray. And the prayer wasn't help us find a house. I actually started praying. And when I was praying, I started praying about every house that we had lived in. Mm-hmm. And God was just bringing to my mem- remembrance what had happened in each house that we were at, Mm. how God moved in different ways and how every single house that we have lived in, which we've lived in quite a few, had these like marker moments in them. Mm. And it was like he was letting me know that what I am asking you to leave, I know is painful, but I'm inviting you into something new. Mm. Are you open? Are Mm -hmm. you ready to surrender to the goodness that I have for you? And God is always 
always inviting you into goodness, even when there is grief, even when it's formless mm-hmm. and void. He is inviting you in to a place of goodness. And and so really like what happened in that moment was faith. And this is so for so many of you, faith is never about so that you can power through. Mm-hmm. Faith is not so that you can muster up enough energy and and you're like, I'm just gonna have all the faith and and I'm gonna do and it's like that just feels like human human stuff, Mm -hmm. like human abilities. But faith is this supernatural encounter with God where you remember what God has done far before you even took your first breath. Faith helps you remember what he has done in your life, not done to complete the mighty work, but how he's been faithful to be with you in the midst of the storms Mm -hmm. and the formless and the void, the times where he has spoken, the times where he has moved. Faith grounds you. Faith makes you know that you are held and you are seen and you are cared for. Faith is not something that you can muster up. It is something that when you present brokenness, it's what God like mm. infuses into you. And, and and so then when we look at this idea of God guiding us in our big decisions, the faith begins to ground us, but in the midst of the faith, it opens up the window to hope. Because mm. we, I think we we skip often wanting to make a d- big decision and we kind of go to, I hope it works out okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like wishful thinking. And that's just not, I just don't see that as... Um, as being comforting. Like it Mm -hmm. feels like you're just kind of like going to throw a dart in the air and hope it hits the target, you know? Mm -hmm. And yet when faith grounds us, it opens up the window to hope and hope will always, always point us to what will be. It Mm -hmm. helps us hold the here and now and the not yet. Mm -hmm. It helps us know that what God said he, what God did and what he says he will do, he is faithful to complete. Mm-hmm. And so in that, even in those those weeks of praying and fasting and seeing like, and, and we'll talk more about this next week of the tangible steps that, that you know, my husband and I took to really making a big decision because I, I do think there are some tangible Definitely. steps. For us, it was like sitting and going, we have to start with faith, hope, and love. We have mm. to start with this foundation of faith and hope and love, but we can't muster this up. Mm. So curious for you, and you know, we don't really go over this ahead of time. We kind of just talk, but curious for you, Shara, as you know, I've watched you make some really big decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, you're a single woman. Holla mm. to all the single guys out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which we probably have one that's know, listening. Right? It's all their mom. Like, it's really all the moms, these though. Ladies, I know. All the moms, all the moms are like, with oh. their sons. Yeah. They're like, wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm DNM right now. Yeah. Um, but I watched you make some really big decisions. Like you've moved a ton. Yeah. And so for you, as I'm talking about this faith and this hope, I know there's been times where you've moved from a place of like running away and then Mm -hmm. you've moved from a place of really God divine direction. Yeah. As I'm saying all of these things, what kind of comes up for you? You know, I think as you're, you're talking about it, what I'm really identifying with what you're saying is actually making hard decisions. So it's Mm. not necessarily like, because I'm a type seven on the Enneagram, I love new adventures. So it's not, I'm never like, Oh, I need to move. And I've not had that situation. I get really excited to do that. But what I do identify is moments where you have to have faith in hard choices Mm -hmm. and hard decisions to, um, 
to whether that be you're going, you have to break up with somebody or you have to have a hard conversation or you need to let something go or whatever it is. And that's kind of where I'm Mm. finding myself being more drawn to that, where it's, I've been in that place where I feel like I have nothing left and I have to make the decision. Do I trust? Do I have faith or do I do my own thing? Mm. And those are such painful moments, but so much growth comes out of that. Mm. And I've experienced God, like you said, you can't muster it up. And there's been moments where I'm like, I literally cannot muster this up. I can't muster this faith. I don't Mm. know what I even believe right now. So I need you to meet me in this or else I don't know where we're going from here. And Mm. he's been faithful in that every single time. Um, But yeah, I think it's, it's a, I've had really interesting interactions with God where I'm kind of go hands off because I'm so hands on. I'm like, just tell me where to go and I'll do it. Like, Mm. give me an expectation. I'll make it happen. But in those moments where I feel like I don't know where to go, I don't know what to do, I need guidance, these are like, this is a big decision. And I just do it even with resentment in my heart or mm. anger in my heart, but I follow what I, where I feel like God's leading me. Those are really incredible moments and moments it takes time to look back and realize what exactly God did there. Mm. But always, always looking back and being like, whoa, that was a life-shifting moment. That saved me from this. Mm. This protected me from that. Um, and this grew me here where I didn't think it would, you know, mm-hmm. and it, I think it's the blind aspect aspect of it is something that God really honors. The fact mm-hmm. that you can't see where this is going and this maybe wasn't your original plan, but he's honoring the fact that you trust him enough to go. Mm, yeah. And I have seen that in your own life. You know, I've seen, I've seen you step to me. It's like you've, you have stepped out in faith in the sense, like, because I'm trusting that you have held me before. I'm trusting that you will hold me again. Mm -hmm. And so those, you know, that faith journey for you, you know, has been some, some of it's difficult. Some of it's, you know, fists up. I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, but really going, but I, I don't think that I know what's best. Mm -hmm. Um, and yet from all of that, watching that in your own life, hope, began to rise, mm-hmm. like hope of healing, hope of connection mm-hmm. um, had begun to rise in those acts of faith. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's important for, for all of our friends here listening. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I think growing up, I just always felt like just do what God says and he doesn't really care how you feel about it. Just do the right thing and and he'll bless you. Or the whole don't say what you don't want to do because then God's going to make you do it. Yeah, that that's so dumb. Yeah, I that's, remember that as a kid. Yeah, like, <laughs> like don't say you want to go to, you know, you right. don't want to be a missionary because he's going to send you to the mission field. Right. Yeah. And so, you're, yeah, I mean, stuff like that. Like I, I, we just have convoluted ideas about our father. If you think about our father and how he wants to grow our faith, he's not wanting to grow our faith so he can like whip us into shape. He wants to, he's wanting to grow our faith so that we feel that we have a close father, mm-hmm. some that, someone that is with us in the formless and void, someone mm-hmm. that's hovering, uh, a hovering of protection that wants to create in the places that feel void. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just really, I mean, from the very beginning, as God directed me to a scripture that I know, he was speaking to my heart, like, Carrie, it is in this place that you feel so displaced mm. that I am going to begin to create, do you trust me? Mm-hmm. And there's part of me that was like, no, no. 
Mm-hmm. And then that's what we're going to kind of get into next week of like, what does it look like to repent for that? But, and the beauty of that, not the condemnation of that. Mm-hmm. But um, I, yeah, so I just think like when we are going to make these hard decisions, when we're kind of looking at something, whether it is a breakup or whether, you know, it is a move or it's a job change or mm-hmm. whatever. I, I think a couple things I would say is one, um, this is, this is not the time to make the decisions on the emotions, but it's definitely the time to engage the emotions and invite God into them. That's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm going to have a lot of emotions. I don't have a home. I've been homeless for five months. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have a lot of feelings about Mm -hmm. that. God is not saying, don't bring your feelings to me. Mm -hmm. He's saying, no, let's get honest about where you are and how formless and void you feel, because I'm going to give language to how I'm going to minister in the midst of, Mm -hmm. but decisions are not based on our emotions. Our emotions are definitely to be the indicator to bring them to the Lord so that the Lord can supernaturally infuse faith Mm -hmm. in our lives and exchange some of our fear for his faith. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's the beauty. So I I would say that's definitely number one when making a big decision. And then number two, um, when we're making a big decision to allow there to be a supernatural exchange with faith and hope is to really come and be in the presence of God Mm -hmm. to really come and read or, you know, I don't let a lot of people in when I'm making really big decisions. I can't have that many voices in my mm-hmm. head. I need Good, the voice. Yeah. yeah. I need the voice of God and I maybe need the, and the voice of my husband and maybe one other trusted friend, but maybe even a therapist. I don't mm-hmm. know. But even in this decision, it was like me and God and Mario. Yeah. And that was kind of all I had. So we want to clear away the other voices so that we can allow God's voice and the grounding of unity. If you're married, um, to, to my, to my, your spouse's voice. And if you're single, you know, it's God and it, and it is one other trusted friend. Mm -hmm. It's someone that you really look to and that you trust and value that is going to help you hear from the Holy spirit, not tell you what they think you should do, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean, I think as we kind of venture into this, you know, and we'll, we'll get in again, the next week, as we kind of venture into this, you know, just hold right now loosely, um, where God, what God is doing and, and what he wants to do within you. The famous scripture that says, um, that God is faithful to complete the work in you. Like he's faithful to complete it. I think I always thought about that being the outward, mm-hmm. like he's going to, you know, he's going to complete the, the book. Cause he told me to write mm-hmm. it. He's going to complete the, the career. Cause he, he told me to step out and do it. And, and, and I really do think that the grounding of that scripture is really what he's going to complete within you, not yeah. so much without you. So whenever you're faced with a big decision, I just want you to know that he is totally with you in the frustration and the hurt and the formless and void. He is hovering and he's going to create, in fact, it's the very materials he uses to create goodness is, mm-hmm. is formless and void. And, and I think that's just what, just what's beautiful about mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So good. I'm excited for the practical tools next week. I know we do love us. Some questions. We do have, we do love our practical tools. Mm-hmm. No, yep. I really do think there are. And so, you know, I, as we just end this podcast, um, I would encourage you to, um, just stop and you know, write, write down or get a journal or whatever, and just kind of go, okay, 
what is actually taking up a lot of my mind, my mind space? Before we even go into the practical tools of what to do, you need to actually have, give yourself some time to go, okay, what's actually in front of me? Because often when we're faced with a big decision, I find that everything feels like a big decision then because Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, are we going to move now? Where do my kids go to school? What's going to happen with freedom movement? What's going to happen with my friendship? It's like, okay, God, what are you asking me to come to you with? And what are you asking me to make a decision on right now? Or at least what are you asking me to present to you? And maybe it's not even that. Maybe it is, where's the state of my heart? Um, Is it running from you? Is it angry at you? Wherever Mm -hmm. it is. I think we start there. Then the practical tools for next week will make sense. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we thank you so much for hanging out with us and we can't wait to talk with you next week. We are so thankful for the talented Tanya Godsey offering her amazing music with us. You can find Tanya on Spotify and other streaming platforms. And hey, we would love to answer any questions you may have for us right here on the show. So you can send us those questions to hello at thehonestpodcast.com. And as always, thank you for letting us share about the not so easy stories that make us and entering into the honesty and courage it takes to love who you were created to be. So until the next time, friends, may God's love and kindness be an offering to your heart, both now and always. (laughs) 